0: Yes. Okay. Oh, whoops. Nope. Not that. That's the wrong button. Oh, there we go. <laughs> These guys. Hey. How is this? Sorry. It's my first time. I'm pushing the wrong buttons. <laughs> it's first day. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> I pause as if they're going to talk back to me. <laughs> oh, hey. How's it going? <laughs> I hope all of you that are what's listening up, to this Dad? did say, what's
1: up? What's up? What's <laughs> up? <laughs>
0: are back with another episode of Between the Reps with Broken and Gina. And to be honest with you, right now today, uh it's Tuesday. That no. you're listening to this because oh, yeah. it's Tuesday, right? <laughs> but right now, me and Gina are actually recording this episode uh a week ahead.
1: Wednesday. Wednesday <laughs> the week bef- Wednesday the week before.
0: Yes, because we're leaving town.
1: We are. Yeah.
0: And because this one is going to come out on Tuesday during the week that uh,
1: the, CrossFit the CrossFit Games, Games are started. Yeah. yeah.
0: They start on Monday the 29th and they run through that Sunday the 4th. Mm-hmm. CrossFit Games, it is a new format this year. We're going to kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, well, because we don't know yeah. that much
1: about it. Yeah, no, I we know. don't.
0: Well, there's not... There's not there's all the not,
1: information out there. No. Yeah.
0: And all you can find is... Uh, other any like, things besides documented stuff from CrossFit right. that we've been able to find that kind of has a you know a breakdown of what this season's going to look or this this year will look like um it is different than the years prior the qualification process was drastically different than last year and the years when I uh, the years when I competed <laughs> the years when I competed and the year that I went to the CrossFit I was Games say, in 2015 yeah, you did compete. yeah. Yeah. Um so we'll kind of just go over and we'll reference where we're getting the information from. But before that, we're just gonna talk about the CrossFit games and the old format, and I guess my experience with them a little bit, mm-hmm. and your experience. As a spectator. Oh <laughs>
1: yeah. I like that you included me. Thank you. And your experience, Gina, <laughs> as a master's athlete. Yes.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: I do love though. How many people have asked you if you're a CrossFit I've Games athlete all the time? And they you're at the CrossFit Games. They just make this. They make that assumption because I hang out with you, and it's so funny to me. Or I think my favorite is like, uh, they'll be like, oh, uh, they'll look at you and they'll say. Uh, oh, you must work out. Like you look, you look so great. Like you know, goals, whatever. And then they'll look at me and they'll say, "Oh, you too." <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. First of all, that's definitely happened a hundred times. Yeah, but so many times, way more times than that. They don't, they don't split us up like that.
1: No, they link us together. I know they. Well, they usually like say it as they're looking at you, like how fit we are. Yeah, yeah. And you then, are. Fit. And then I always go, "Well, thank you so much for including me. I really appreciate <laughs> Before that." Before
0: you say that, you're like. <laughs> Okay, well you didn't have to say it about okay, me. I know, I know you're talking about her. <laughs> like, get better at taking a compliment. I know. Gina, I'm always like, Gina, you are fit, dude. Uh, Look at you.
1: Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you.
0: Turning, turning 40 next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Turning 50, guys. Turning 50 next May. Next May. Year. Next May. That'll, um, that'll be a whole other. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the years when, well, I'll just say, we'll talk about 2015, when I went to the CrossFit Games. The typical format and the format before this last year, or Mm -hmm. this current year, I guess, um, you do the Open. The Open is the first stage of competition. Mm -hmm. Anyone can sign up. Um, You don't have to be a CrossFitter. You don't have to go to a CrossFit gym. You can work out of your home gym. You can work out of any gym. Um, If you plan on, like if you think that you are going to qualify for regionals, which is the next, well, it was, yeah, it was, the Mm -hmm. next stage of competition, then you must video all of your all of your workouts right and there are you know five yes and there's and there's a there's a particular things you have to have like you have to have a judge that has passed the judge's course like your um clock has to be in frame you have to if there's weights involved, um, any piece of equipment, you have to show the equipment. You have to, if it's a box, you have to, and you don't have a measurement on it or whatever you ha- if you're, if you are competing outside of a affiliate, affiliated CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. um, you really have to be super precise on showing all of your equipment, that it meets all the standards. Um, you submit your video, you submit your score and you'll kind of do that every week. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the open, the top it was Back like then it was, it was the like top, top 45, 40.
1: I, I can't remember to be honest. I think it was 40. Maybe. I think you were saying 40, 45, I something think. like that. Um, they We'd would, go you'd go to regionals right.
0: and at the end of the open, they basically, you'd get an email if you were in, you were qualifying for regionals and they would be asking for one of your videos. So if you're someone who I, I always really did my workouts at affiliates, so I would video all of them. But they didn't have to watch every one of them until okay. I submitted mine. Okay,
1: um, I wasn't sure. But how that if worked. you
0: if you are not performing your workout at an affiliated gym, they they watch all those videos. Right. So all the people that submit videos and they're just doing it at a regular gym, like a conventional gym, or their home, those videos are watched. Got it. To make sure it matches their score,
1: and well, then people and we have been, been caught in there. the past. Yep. For not. Um, being honest or yeah. I don't know what you'd call that. Cheating. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: And you have to submit a video every time you do a workout. If you compete at an affiliate, you don't have to submit a video. You just have to have it. Because at the end to of the open up, if they ask Yeah, if, at the end of the right. open, they're going to ask for one of the weeks, like one of the workouts, uh-huh. you don't know which one it will be. Oh. So you can't like pick and choose which workout you decide to video. You have to video all of them because at the end, they're going to ask for one. And they usually ask for the one that is the most complicated. Okay. With
1: like measurements or and like things like that. like you did like really, that. really well in, no, just the measurements?
0: Well, because it's, it's the same across all the board. Like oh, everyone, everyone submits okay. the same workout. Okay, But like, it's like, for instance, it's if they... It's like CrossFit every for dummies, time, guys. Yeah. <laughs> every time they would change the standard like a movement standard they change the standard of a handstand push-up right and you have to like measure this and do right. that and stay within this box you have to like tape this thing off oh, okay you know that's usually usually those are the ones they want ask for because there's so many factors mm-hmm. that make it difficult
1: right Right. And well, they're trying to find the fittest
0: yeah well yeah, yeah. oh yeah i mean yeah. that's what they're doing yeah anyway so the open is basically they want to be all-inclusive um usually the movements in the, in the workout start out less advanced and they slowly might get a little bit harder. More technical. Like the, yeah, more technical. <clears throat> the weights might get a little heavier towards the end of the week. They're basically starting to weed out the, not the fittest. Right. <laughs> right. right, right, And, um, but that's, that's how it's supposed to be. I mean, being at an affiliate, how many times do we have people complain about that? Oh uh, all, all the, time. the time like I can't do that I can't do this and it's like right. well you're not going to the crossfit games right exactly like the goal <laughs> you're of not this good yeah the goal is to make it as Difficult. inclusive as possible and then slowly close the gap right. basically and slowly weed out the people that are have no reason to be at the crossfit games right and cuz they would die <laughs> right
1: they would <laughs> i've watched
0: yeah so then they take those people you go to a regional event um over the years they have combined regions And like in 2015, it was all of California. 2014 was my first year competing and it was Northern California was its own region. Southern California was its own region Uh and they, we would, you'd compete against less people, right? Right. For your spot to a regional. And then they basically going into 2015, I was petrified. Because California is very, very competitive, super competitive right. a in lot men of and women, really but for athletes. sure in women. Right, And just to get like, think about how many thousands of people are signed up Right, and how many people are really good
1: mm-hmm. and you have to be top 40. Yeah. Well, you top 40 just to go to regionals. Yeah. Then just to regionals, regionals, top, top five. five. Yeah.
0: So you kind of do that whole thing. You go to regionals. Uh, it's a week, three day weekend, usually two to three workouts a day.
1: And then there they take top five. Right. And they go to the games and they go to the games. And that was the year you won. That was the year
0: in 2014. It was my first year competing as an individual. I took
1: sixth. Okay.
0: In Northern California. Um, which was amazing because I remember I won the first event. That was amazing. That was awesome. And then the amount of women in Northern California that had been to the games, there was like 10 plus. Oh, wow. So right there, I think there was about ten. Right there, they've been there, right. right? And it's my first year. So if you've already been there, you're already showing your level of competitiveness, your 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 skill, your how strong you are. Like you have the ability to get to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, and people continue to train. You don't you don't back off. Right. Like, it's not like they went one year and then just decided to like train less. Like, no, right. It's like this year is like, round. this is year round. Um, these competitors that are training to go to the CrossFit games, it is a, it is a full commitment. And once you're in that, mm-hmm. like once you're in that training routine and that lifestyle, it is very difficult to do anything but that. Right. And I mean, for me, it's like so many people are like, are you going back to the CrossFit games? Are you doing this? You do that? Oh, and then all the haters are like. Oh, you're a fitness model Oh, now. you're so dumb. Oh, I'm just yeah. an influencer. I just post things. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, too, I'll tell you right now, the only reason, not the only reason, but like a, a massive reason why I'm not competing and training at the level that I was, like when I went to the games in 2015, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, 2016, I was still training that way, but I filmed the movie. I was injured at regionals and I was one point, away. one point yeah. away from going to the games in 2016. Yeah, that's brutal. That was a rough year, but 2017 going into like in the fall, going into, cause we start the open in February, I was the strongest and the most fit that I had ever been. Mm-hmm. And the day they started the open, I found out that I had to get my, a spinal fusion. Right. So I was forced to sit on the sideline. Like right. there was no, was there was no option to right. like keep training yeah. and every day that you don't train. Every, everyone ones, else, a yeah, and along. everyone else is training, right? you know, so I was kind of forced to like a huge setback that I couldn't control. Right. So when I was coming out of surgery, I think I did uh, about six weeks of like nothing. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah.
0: And then it was about like 12 weeks before I really started to be able to do anything substantial that would even be like with high intensity or like a workout that made me feel like I was working out. Right. Um, and then my goal going into 2018 was just to go to regionals. Right. Like I, I knew that there was no way. I mean, at this time, there was a period of time during coming like for 2018 when I thought like maybe I could do it. I think right. I could maybe do it. But, um, there was definitely in the beginning, it was like, there's this is massive. I just had my cervical spine fused. I've sat out all this time. I had tons of nerve damage in my arms and down into my right hand was the worst. So my grip strength was garbage. Right. And all of that, it doesn't matter how much time, it doesn't matter how much like a, it wasn't a matter of doing more to be better. Like that wasn't, it, it was not wasn't at all. An option. It just, it just, I was where I was in my right. recovery, and there was nothing I really could do about it. I was training. I was doing all the things that you do to get better, but there were certain limits that I couldn't control by effort. Right. Like it's not like I could try harder. Right. Push yeah. harder. You weren't being lazy. No. It was. <laughs> this is just where you are. Right. And yeah. you just have to kind of come to terms with it. Right. So I competed in 2018. I was terrified to do the open did the
1: open. I qualified for regionals, which is crazy. And I know that, I know you won't give yourself. No, the it is crazy. More don't so, interrupt me. Just sorry. let me, just let me say this. I think a lot of people, again, like you said, you're already behind in training, you know? I mean, you have people that are training all year, right? Just, just to try to yeah. get to regionals. So it is amazing that I think that you're training. I think you maybe had, I don't know, four months or five months of training and that's not even like at your full potential yep. of training before you did the open and got back to regionals, mm-hmm. which is you should be very proud of that. I am very proud I of that. I
0: mean, uh, you should be, it wasn't even until I was like, in the middle of my recovery that I even realized myself, like how extreme of a procedure I had just had. Right. Cause to me it was like not a big deal. I know it was more so like <laughs> so frustrating I know, that like I, know. I couldn't do something, I but know. then I started like coming back and doing, you know, trying to perform certain movements and the weight that I was using that was like beyond difficult mm-hmm. was stuff that would have ne- like never, ever, ever been a problem. It would have been something I would do- be doing for reps. I remember like I was deadlifting one day. It was one of the first times I was getting back to the deadlift bar and I think I had like 155 pounds on the bar, mm-hmm. and I couldn't pull it for five reps.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: And like my one rep is, what at was the, that at the time for- it was like uh, like three three sixty five. Right at the time, I think I've gone up over three. I think I'm up around three eighty now. But I mean, that's like those were the moments when it was like huge realization of like, oh, like this is where I am. Oh, this is it was a like a really risky kind of a scary procedure that I had. And then one time I got a message because I get messages from people all the time on Instagram that either they're going through the same thing or something similar or something like that. And I had a girl sent me a message and said that her mom had the same procedure. Like, um, I feel like shortly after I had mine Uh and her mom died (gasps) like 48 hours after surgery. Oh, wow. Due to a blood clot. Oh my God. And like, that was a huge, a huge realization. realization. Like, <laughs> oh, wow, I had a
1: major surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we knew it, but. I me though, I was like, just fix me. <laughs> <laughs> let me get Anything. back out there. Hey, what else I uh, get uh, What else there? in my body can we fix? Okay, <laughs> let me get back. <laughs> yeah, but I, qual- this thing. I did.
0: I qualified for regionals. Um, I was pumped for regionals. They announced the first workout and I knew I was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was fucked. Was that the handstand <laughs> one? Yeah. yeah. They announced the first workout oh and it's this handstand um, muscle up workout and the handstand, it's like the handstand walk is on an obstacle and it's big, it's like a ramp. And on one side it's a ramp and one side it's stairs yeah. steps and you have to go back and forth. Well, the only way you can really get up the ramp or up the stairs is you really have to hinge forward, you ex- externally rotate your hands slightly out to get more range of motion and flexion in your wrist, uh-huh. because you have to go uphill. Already to do a handstand walk, you need your, your center of gravity to move forward, right? right. Um, so you can really do that by just moving, keeping your hips moving forward, but you want to keep your feet straight in the air. Right. So if you, if you are someone who does handstand walks and you kind of scorpion over... You don't want that. Right, cuz so you topple really, over. Yeah, you really want to think about squeezing your legs together, pushing your feet to the ceiling, and then your control on where you're moving and like balance is through your core and your your belly and your your, your butt. Your butt. Your butt. And um but for me, I'm hypermobile in my shoulders. And I've sublexed, like popped my shoulder out a few times at this mm-hmm. point. And it was never in lifting. It was never in any move where my I was engaged and I was like my I was using my muscle it was gymnastics it was right? always what well, was always like, like our- a like a passive movement uh-huh where there was power so like i never i never dislocated in crossfit stuff in oh, training got it okay. I, I dislocated like swinging a golf club oh interesting swinging a baseball bat yeah and it's because it was my left shoulder and i'm right-handed so like let's say if i'm you guys can picture this when i would swing my golf club or the baseball bat we'll say baseball bat and i'd come and basically right in front of the the bats right in front of my eyes as we roll the bat around backwards backwards yeah you externally rotate that shoulder sort of opens up right and it follows through oh right so when you so have the force when there's a lot of force out. yeah when there's a lot of force and you have that a kind of move through that externally rotated position with that front arm so my my left arm mm-hmm. my it's almost like my my ligaments were loose and that's actually runs in my family my dad same thing um it would sort of want to pop out so that happened a couple of times and so I kind of stopped doing those things Right. Um, but right when I had my neck surgery I had a bunch of atrophy in my upper body and I started to notice because I couldn't train even mm-hmm. before okay before I had my surgery they were like you need
1: to well yeah they were worried they,
0: they're like you need to basically stop doing anything because you we, paralyze yourself yeah they're like we there's no way of telling if your disc would try and
1: herniate, oh, guys, sorry, I didn't even say that. I had a severely herniated disc. Yeah. And when she says severely, like on the x-ray, you could see the disc pushing so far into the spinal cord that it looked like it was pinched. Yeah, it was like pinched in half. Yeah. And so my doctor said, you
0: know, there's no way of telling or no way of knowing if it will try and herniate more. Like It could be like U-trip. You do like one movement or one movement, or I like sneeze, right? Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fart. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> and so, I basically had to stop doing a lot of stuff, and I had some, I was losing some strength and stuff in my upper body, and that was causing me to be more unstable through my shoulder, right? So, now, um, I could at this time, I couldn't even do a hollow hold on the ground. So, if you're a hollow position on the ground, is if I lay on my back and put my hands above my head, and I sort of Pull my engage my stomach, but I almost want to think about pulling my belly button to the ground to really anchor my my low back. So the small on the of ground. your back is yeah. flat on the ground, and my feet are lifted, and then my sh- my arms are lifted, and I'm lifting my shoulder blades off the ground. So it should be the, a very smooth like half a little moon, crescent moon, a little crescent moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could not hold that position with my arms straight. If I straightened my arms, I could feel my shoulder wanting, wanting to come to out, out the front. Oh wow! And I remember one time too, we were doing a gymnastics thing at our gym and I was partners with DJ and Daniel was hanging from the bar and we were showing, we were basically practicing like stretches and there's this partner stretch in the bar where one partner hangs, the other partner pushes on their scapula and kind of walks their body out. So it opens up their chest. Right. And I was DJ's partner and I had my arms on his back and I was locked out. And I knew that I had to be careful. So I was really trying to like use my scapula, like my lats and like really be extended and very engaged mm-hmm. and just his like body weight with my arm Pushing straight against it, him, like, and his weight leaning into me with my arm locked out. Right. I had to drop him because I could feel my shoulder again, wanting to pop out the front. Wow. So that was something I was dealing with. I talked to my surgeon when I, after my neck surgery and I was like, we got an MRI, had a posterior tear. And just lots of like loose ligaments and things like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he said, cause I wanted to go in and have it fixed while my neck was healing right. so I could heal from everything. And he was like, there's no way you'll be comp- be training by September. And I was like, I have to be training by September. Right. Um, I had my surgery in March, by the way, March 31st. And so he said, I, I think that if you can handle a little bit dis- discomfort and like, if we can manage your inflammation You've been fine up until now. I think doing all the PT for your neck is going to build back a lot of that muscle and that strength and stability. I think you'll be okay. So that's what we did. But when they announced the handstand walk, I immediately knew I was in trouble because the only way to make that walk is you have to externally rotate and you have to hinge your hips more forward, which means I basically am pushing my shoulder forward and I'm pushing my shoulder out. Right. Um, and that happened. I, I waited a long time before trying that movement. Everyone was kind of like making ramps, like out of stuff at the right, gym. Right. And school courses in one of my YouTube videos, you actually see it happen and I'm walking up the ramp. And what happened is I just, I started to lose my balance a little bit. And I went to take, I like went to take too big of a step with my left hand. So when I, when I did that and I took too big of a step and my weight had to transfer to that hand, it sublexed and, um, it didn't come out all the way and I dropped to the ground. And then at that point I can't do anything with it for a while because everything's loose. Right. Right. So yeah, it was a, it was a mess. We went to regionals, um, two events at regionals were totally, like I said, out of my control in a sense that it didn't matter how much I like tried to just suck it up and push harder right. or you know work harder like there was no way to prepare for it more that there was very clear there were very clear workouts and moments where it was like this is just where I am right and there's nothing I can do about it and there was nothing that I could have done about it to lead up to this like this is there's nothing I could should have done differently in my right. training and it was the bench we did uh Linda oh right and
1: it was like 100 100- 35 yeah and i hadn't which is
0: has bench press um cleans and deadlifts mm-hmm. well in the bench press i had not been benching because we were trying to get me we were focusing so much on your typical handstand push-ups right and just getting my body where i can even be inverted and strengthening my shoulders to get me inverted and then doing handstand push-ups and pressing overhead but i had not pressed like done bench at all so yeah. I, I guess if I what we could have done to prepare for that more was do bench but in CrossFit historically there's never been bench. When there's really never bench and right and a very technical move they can cause a lot of injury and handstand push-ups to my head where I just got my neck fused Right, that was our big priority right um so that workout and then the handstand walk event and those there were other events at regionals that I crushed. I did really really good and I knew that I would. Um but then it came down to the fact that there's just there aren't there are only so many workouts, right, to for you to gain points. And in those two workouts I did so like last place, like so poorly or like right. second to last place that you just cannot come back from that. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but I did it was a hard weekend, but I it was a very was a really good experience for me mm-hmm. and um and the coming, fans were great yeah the fans were, they were really great insane too. I didn't I like noticed it but I had so many people um come up to me after and and like even like way afterwards mm-hmm. after regionals and like talk about how at our region at our regional basically the first there's so many heats of events. Right. Um and the first heat is always like it's it goes from the, the bottom of the bottom, bottom of the leaderboard right. to the tops. The final heat in every workout is like the people that are that's what everyone's that's watching. What you're watching. Right. Um except for what I got told is that our regional the the first heat, which was my heat, was the loudest heat. It was. And had more people there yelling at like yelling at me
1: than yeah. than any other heat. It was pretty cool. There was a huge crowd. They were all on the floor. They're all running over there. It was awesome. I felt like royalty. People were like letting me in to watch you. <laughs>
0: here, come <laughs> here, come here. Yeah. And I I just remember too, like that was a, uh, what was really cool about regionals in 2018 What so last year. Right, yeah, it was. Was um, like, let's compare like, like social media, right? So like Instagram, I have 1.3 million followers or whatever.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Until that moment, I always knew that I had like a really great support system mm-hmm. and that all of my like supporters and you know I don't really like the word fan but uh, fans are more than just a number right but it wasn't until at regionals when I felt what that That actually meant right yeah because when you just live through your phone like through your instagram or through your phone or through like what this number is and like you never really get to spend time with a big like with that big number,
1: right? you never feel You're not it. waking up every morning to your 1 million followers outside <laughs> going, Hey Brooke, have a great day. You look wonderful today. <laughs> nope. <laughs> is probably You're doing a, good a thing. great job.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so that was really great. Um, that was the last year they had that format. So the open, regionals, you go to the CrossFit Games. And then moving into this year, they actually changed it. They got rid of all of the regionals. Right. And they still had the open um, they now have sanctioned events. So they kind of took a lot of popular CrossFit cross. Well, they, well a lot of prop, a lot of popular, like local events that people put on, like the granite right. games, um, things like that. And they became sanctioned events. Right. And they basically worked with CrossFit to become a CrossFit sanctioned event. Right. Prior to this, None of those events were CrossFit events. Right. And that was also very, that was also with very, games. In, and that was also very important because sometimes weird shit happens at other events and CrossFit doesn't want to be involved because weird shit happens. Right. You know, but now they're involved. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, how, what it looks like as you do the open, they took top 20, I think. Right. Out of the whole world went to the CrossFit games. Mm-hmm. They also took fittest in your country. Right. To the CrossFit games. If you went to a sanctioned event, you had to win the right. sanctioned you had to be event. first. First right. place. First to, place.
1: To qualify for the CrossFit Games. So you have a lot of people traveling, like, oh man, I didn't get first at this one. Now yep. I've got to travel. Went to a bunch Pay of all them. this money. Like, you know, go to, what was it? There's one in France. France. There's Brazil. Yeah. There's, yeah, I mean, a lot of money out of pocket mm-hmm. for these people to so go travel.
0: whereas in the past, by the time you show up to the CrossFit Games, there's only like, like, 45 or 50 total men 50 total women or what was it no the, 30 no, no, no. 30, 30, 30 it was 30 men was around 30. Yeah, yeah. 30 men 30 women and 30 teams yeah and that's not, obviously we're not counting because they have the master's athletes too sure. and they have the teams. teams. so it's a lot of yeah. people but just focusing on just the um the
1: open um that was it and this year what, what did it say? I think okay so don't quote me on this, but I thought that it was around 150 individuals or, or like 150 men 150 and something women close to that women and then uh, and I don't know as far as like the teams and stuff but yeah 150 but they're cut so the, the competition starts on Monday if right. you guys are listening to this on Tuesday it started yesterday, yesterday so sorry and, half of the <laughs> yeah. half of you that didn't didn't go on but yeah so explain.
0: Well, here's where it gets a little bit. Uh, we're a little confused. Yeah, and just because we don't like this is not from. We are getting this information from online.
1: Gina's going to pull friends. up. friend Gina's going to pull up that article so we can reference. I don't where know where that article was. Katie showed it to me. It wasn't even an article. It was just like a graph.
0: Yeah, but it was from a website. Um, on, I'll pull it up. Sorry. I
1: don't,
0: I don't hey guys, already. actually, why I find this, we'll take a little bit of a break. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, get the word out. And now back to the show. And we're back. All right, so I found some information on boxlifemagazine.com. I gave you a bunch of information already. So it's jumping right into this. It's saying... With nearly 200 athletes of each gender competing, the first part of the games will involve mass elimination events to cull the field to a m- manageable number. Like the so f- basically, first day. hundreds of people, and they're going to have to cut the field in half.
1: Yeah, that's insane.
0: Athletes who qualify through a sanctioned event will have some kind of advantage for these elimination events, though the exact leg up has not yet been detailed. So I guess we'll figure that out next week and me and gina are going to take our podcast equipment so we will yeah podcast. we're going yeah we're going to the crossfit games
1: yay um i get so, to go yeah i'm so
0: excited we're gonna we'll, we'll podcast out there and then the, um
1: hopefully have more information yeah and yeah, you guys you guys will probably it. already have it because by the time you hear our podcast <laughs> <know>. it'll be, <laughs> be over be like, old news
0: but teams can only qualify through the sanctioned events and teammates do not have to train at the same affiliate as in the past this opens up the possibility of four person super teams yeah so in the past thing you couldn't do super teams you all had to be training i think at least the whole time i think like 50
1: percent of the time had to be at the same affiliate okay so now they can if if they're all over the place they can get together and go that's what happened yep but then they have to win first place yeah which is crazy to me yeah i'm looking at this it's called um on barbend.com yeah Well, what I uh, we were looking at yesterday yesterday, said it looked like it. it looked like there was like 150 athletes, like the first day. Say we'll we'll take 150, and then they said by the by the first day. But then somebody else was telling me it's the first event, so I don't know which one. But they're down to 75 already. Well, you know what I. And the next was you know what I think they're gonna do
0: because so how they usually always have like the first event is gonna be. Like the first days leading into the weekend aren't full of more than like one or more than like one or two events, okay? And they'll probably have like if they do something on Monday and they do a mass cut, they probably won't compete on Tuesday. They'll probably compete on Wednesday, or they'll do like obviously, I don't know which day that it actually starts, but right. I know that the game's schedule is the twenty ninth through the fourth. yeah. um in the past, they used to start it was like a Friday, Saturday Sunday. And then they started, and then they would surprise athletes. And it's like, nope, we're starting today. We're going there right now. And it's like every year there was always like, you were starting earlier, earlier, or like um, 20.
1: One year they went, was it 2017? Yeah, 2017, they ended up, it was like
0: the anniversary year of the CrossFit Games. And so they actually surprised them and flew them. They'd know, none of them knew where they were going and they ended up at the ranch and did this huge like trail run thing. Right. So I think what they're going to end up doing is they'll probably have an event that's like they can run one big heat Uh uh-huh you know and they'll all have like they'll all have like uh, a time thing on that they have to wear right so when you come through the final like come through the finish it clocks you it's probably timed you know it's probably something like that um again you guys listen to this tuesday which means you already know what the event is because (laughs) it would have been yesterday but we're
1: recording this prior to so
0: speculation right now
1: um yeah Can you imagine being one of the athletes though? And we were talking about this and I think the bummer about it would be like, I'm just going to pick this out of my ass, right? Uh, Say I'm the fittest in Ireland. Okay. And there's not a ton of competition in Ireland. I'm not saying that there isn't. I'm yeah, just saying just, like, you know, it's, as, Gina, again, it's Gina sorry. in Ireland. Sorry. Gina's moved to
0: Ireland, <laughs> hypothetically speaking, and she was somehow the fittest <laughs> somehow
1: there. The fittest and now Ireland. she's going to the CrossFit. Yeah. Years. I'm sorry if you're from Ireland, and you're like, there's tons of fit people here. Um, I'm not saying that. So say that you're from like a, a, a smaller community or whatever. And then, you know, or say I've, I've traveled all these different places just so I can go to the sanction event, you know, or whatever. I mean, if you're like the fittest in your country, then you've already won because you're the fittest mm-hmm. in your country. But I mean this would even apply to people that are traveling all over the place, right? So you 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 get there and then you're like, "Okay, I'm cut after Monday." Like Wh- <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> we had Katie pre uh oh uh, yeah, why can't some... i think she what are those buttons recorded she sound just, bites? like yeah pre-recorded sound bites for us with her voice so yeah. it's pretty funny we're gonna figure out how to use those later but yeah, no, but that would that would yeah, totally suck it would suck and then like all of a sudden and i don't even know if this is true but i was told by somebody that unless they had bought a ticket to the games that if, they may yeah. not even be able to, to watch to be be a spectator to watch the rest of the games that Which would is totally in, blow. That would blow. Oh, great. Now I'm in Madison. Cool, guys. I'll just be at the coffee shop. <laughs> you I'm going to be honest. One of the first things <laughs> like, I
0: thought of when I found out how many people would end up there was how in the hell? I know. Like that? Madison, Wisconsin already, like when I went um, to work the event. Right. There are not enough places to stay. They can't even when house the athletes, amount of people. Right? And think, like, all yeah. the, think all the spectators, athletes, staff. And now you've like more than doubled- athletes. Right. Where are you going to stay? I don't know. Where are we staying? We do have a room. Are we in a tent? <laughs> that was the thing. When they <laughs> wanted me to come, I was like, you got to find me a place to stay because
1: I know it's going to be hard. <laughs> right. I know it is. <laughs> if you guys see us out on the corner <laughs> looking for a place to Throw stay, us maybe, a dollar. Yeah, maybe somebody wants to open up their room to us. Yeah. <laughs> We're out there like making lemonade.
0: We came for the CrossFit Games, but we actually didn't have tickets and a place st- a place to stay. <laughs> no yeah i think that that would be a bummer but i wonder Mm -hmm. if you'll have some people that in the old format never would have had a chance to go i guess i shouldn't say never but one of the chances would have been less of a chance less of a chance of going
1: and And now
0: and now they get to go well that's very positive of you and so they get to go and they're for the most part they're going to get the whole experience right because they're going to go and they're going to get all the gear right and they're going to get to like walk get out, out on the field. and they get to go out on the field and it might be right. for one event where right. there's hundreds of people and you can't really see you but you know you're there and you're getting to experience it even then i can tell you right now a competitor is going to be fucking mad if they get cut and they're done right they'll be sad right not mad they're gonna be so bummed and so sad even though they went into it knowing
1: it where it
0: where they where they fell right. in a stack of athletes out sure. there they they know where they are they know how they stack up people know who's who's going to be around the top right you know and so it's like you know that but even for me like I I knew that at regionals in 2018 especially after having certain events announced I was like there's no way right you know so I went through this whole thing where it's like I knew where I was in my recovery, and I knew that certain things wasn't a possibility for me. But even when I was experiencing it, sure, it was hard to experience. Well, absolutely, because yeah. you can't help. Like when you're a competitor, it's always about like one, you're hard on yourself, and you're you work super hard, and and it's hard mentally and physically, so exhausting and emotional, and stressful, and um, you always want to be better, right? You know, as soon as you like mess up on something, it's never people, you know, we promote to athletes with their training to enjoy their training and not be so hard on themselves. Focus on all of the little victories, focus on the things you did right. And then, and then look at the things that didn't work and then just prepare better next time. Right. And, but when you're in the heat of the moment, it's actually way hard to do that. And it's much more natural to think like you just see all the glaring weaknesses or problems or like this is why it didn't work or this is why I didn't feel failure yeah and you feel like you failed yeah um hopefully I mean I know that people will experience that so but hopefully they will also before that happens they'll really look around and take a moment to take it all in yeah because the chances of going to the CrossFit games are so small.
1: Well, don't they say like the top? It's like one percent. Yeah, it's like less and than one percent. Look 1%. how much it's grown now. Like I remember, one I mean, percent like ten years ago was a way different number. When I was at the CrossFit Games in twenty fifteen, the
0: first event. Uh, it wasn't the first event, but we did Murph. Uh
1: huh. I remember. Okay. And <laughs> that was brutal to
0: watch. By it the way. was gnarly. Okay, it was really bad. I felt like, like it was people way had like for heat me. stroke. <laughs> but I remember being out on the floor. And I'm in the middle of doing the push-ups, and (laughs) Uh, first of all, the push-ups were gnarly weighted vest, and they were perfect Mm push-ups. There was no there were no repping right. I mean, obviously, I wasn't. I didn't do them when I practiced at home. I did like a wider grip with my hands, and I really focused on like locking my elbows out. Obviously, and there was no rocking. But they, but like my Back was like maybe not super straight whatever it was when they went into that perfect push like a perfect push-up position with that high of volume that wrecked my arms Mm -hmm. man also they I don't know if they would say it now but for a while they did say that 2015 was the hardest year it was (laughs) yeah I'm telling you I mean it's the only time I went but but I was on the floor doing push-ups and I remember like pushed back like sitting resting on my knees yeah and I started laughing (laughs) And I was like looking around and I was like you know I'm like, like and I'm laughing thinking this is what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I signed up for this. This is this is what I wanted. Yeah. Like I'm dying. Yeah. Well for those that don't know what Murph is, what is it? Tell them. Um Murph is a mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, mile run. In a in a a 14 pound weight vest for girls and a 20 pound weight vest for guys. Right. So for time. And we did of it those. and they didn't do it in the morning. Mm-mm. It was the second event that day. And I think we had the, um, the day before we did like the swim.
1: Oh, so yeah. you just had a lot one. of, you
0: just had a lot of people that were like not prepared hydration wise. I mm-hmm. think a lot of people failed to take in enough sodium.
1: hmm. And then you think sweating. about like
0: being in the ocean and you think about how much you're sweating and you're not retaining water and electrolytes and things like that um, people really struggled uh, with heat exhaustion Annie
1: Thor's daughter Cara Webb. yeah Cara Webb basically she got pulled off the uh, yeah taken off the field on a stretcher or something yeah. didn't she yeah yeah
0: but yeah it was uh, in the afternoon yeah <laughs> in Southern California and it was boiling hot it was, it was boiling
1: hot it was I was just looking for shady seats. <laughs> but this is
0: how this is how you know how crazy a crossFitter is. The fact that like, at least I can I can only speak for myself. I, can, I can't speak for anyone else, sure. but I can, I can tell you that I was there experiencing it with other people. Mm-hmm. People want it to be hard as fuck. Right. Like people want, like you don't want to get there and have it be a, a cakewalk. Right. Like you want it to be hard. Yeah. You want to like feel like it, you really deserve yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I really and, deserve that and, one. And, and people that are games athletes
1: like to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm a spectator. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like to suffer. And I like to spectate too I like now. To spectate. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much I mean That's the games. I mean that's the format what is totally so different.
0: Um until I actually go and experience it, I really can't even speak on like if I like it or I don't. Um immediately when they changed it, I was like, This is so dumb. But then I had to remind myself, like, well, you know, it's just because it's super different. Sure. You know, it's it's People just don't change. Like change. Right. And you know, I liked regionals. There's a lot of regional level athletes that will never go to the CrossFit games, but regionals is it like, felt like, it's like being on Cross the big Fit stage. Yeah. So when you kind of took that away, it was a bummer for those people because in the community, we love that. Right. But CrossFit doesn't give a shit about what we want like right. that because the goal, the, the reason we have the CrossFit games, I shouldn't say we, I don't put them on. Right. The reason they have the CrossFit games is to find the fittest how they do that they don't get they don't care what we want to see right. or they don't want to care if we feel involved right or if we get to feel like we also get the big show that because that doesn't matter right like what you know how people feel about that it's like well they have their way of doing their goal is to find the fittest
1: right crossfit doesn't care how and you they don't feel. give a shit how you feel this
0: <laughs> is about feelings it's about feelings <laughs> but All right. All right. We got to go because I have a Skype interview in one hour and I can't tell you what it's for, but it is very exciting. Hopefully you can tell them at some point. Yeah. It's kind of like an audition, I suppose. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. Remember to
1: rate, review, subscribe, five-star rating, five-star warning. And yeah. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We yeah. will see you at the games. In, hey, if you're at in, the games, come say hello. Yeah, come find us. We'll be at the Pure Spectrum,
0: Pure Spectrum <laughs> booth. <laughs> and the FNX booth, too, I'm sure. We'll be out and about yeah.
1: on Saturday and Sunday. And I'll just be going out and getting drinks and bringing them back. Yep. <laughs> You'll, find
0: the <laughs> You'll find me at the bar. You'll find me at the bar. Hey, guys, meet me at the bar. <laughs> All, All right, right. guys. Thanks see for you. Listening. Bye. Bye.